Hey there, everyone. This is Tyler Pyburn from Five Tool Productions, and this is the Create Smarter Podcast. Today, we've got Alicia Doobie from Twisted Elegance Hair Spa. And there's a reason she calls it a spa and not just a hair salon, but you'll have to listen to hear why. We talk about moving locations, growing and hiring staff, as well as the importance of keeping balance. It's an awesome one, and it starts right now. Welcome in Alicia. Alicia, how are you? I'm well. How are you? I am very good. We're sitting in, just to paint the picture for folks, we are in like the most tranquil room in the history of the universe, I feel like, overlooking. What, what is this? Is it a this lake? Is Sontag Lake. And this is actually, we call this the goddess room. So the welcome goddess to the room. goddess room. Okay. So if anybody that has seen me in front of a camera, they know that that is the furthest thing from the truth with me, but it's okay. No problems there. So to Twisted Elegance, that's where we're located right now. Um, give me a little background. What is Twisted Elegance? How do you describe it to folks? Um, Twisted Elegance is essentially a hair spa. Uh, we called it a hair spa from the very beginning um, because there is uh, an element of luxury we like to give each client here. So anyone that's wanted to come on to our team since 2011, we've made sure that they are on the same page as far as um, the time spent with the client and the quality of service. Um, there's no, you know, throw one root color on and then grab the next client, throw their root color on, and then come back to that client. We really stay with that client from beginning to end and offer them an experience that goes well beyond you know, just getting your hair done. Why was that so important? The reason that's important to me is because getting right out of hair school and starting to work in other people's salons, I collected a lot of uh, experience sitting in the chair, standing behind the chair, and really just was able to see how important it is for the client to, and how much better they took it to have that experience from beginning to end with the stylist and not being thrown to another stylist for the wash, to an assistant to comb them out and seeing all these different faces helping them. It really meant a lot to them when the stylist was with them from A to Z. Awesome. So you, you kind of got me into my, my next question is how you kind of got started with this. So, you know, you, you and I know we talked off camera for a, a few minutes, but tell me, give me the backstory as to kind of how this came to fruition when you said, you know what, uh, I'm doing this damn thing right yeah, now. Yeah, uh, it just happened in a moment, actually. I, my, my mother was trying to bring the laundry down to the basement where I had a salon set up for years while working in other salons as, you know, apprentice, assistant, stylist, but I always kept a little place in my parents' home where I lived just to keep my friends, my family, certain clients, um, kind of mine in my little world um, that I was building in the basement. And, and my mother one day got a little upset that she couldn't do her, you know, Sunday laundry because the, <laughs> the washer and dryer was right there in that room. And I said, you know what, it's time. I'm just going to do it. And I just packed up all my stuff and, and got going, looking for a space to bring it. So take me through that process, you know, from the, the time you said, okay, <laughs> mom's tick, she can't do laundry anymore, to the time you got a space. To, to, what are the steps you go through? Yeah, you know, it, it's, it's funny. <laughs> My dad helped me a lot. Uh, he wanted to see a concrete business plan before he allowed me to, you know, being 23 at the time, I, I needed a co-signer to, to get that loan that I needed. So it was pretty scary for me to essentially fib to my father and, and tell him I was absolutely certain that this was going to, to be a perfect, a perfect business plan. Um, so I just, you know, 
jumped in, started looking for spaces, wrote out what I thought was a great business plan for my dad. I'm sure he laughed at it and just, you know, crossed his fingers behind his back, signing that. He wants to know that, you're serious, right? He wants to know that you're kind of all in That's on what this, he wanted right? to know. And, and the reason he really did that is because the, when I was first ready, he was he was ready to let me, um, to, to believe in me. And we signed a, loan, a lease um, in Peabody, actually, on... I forget what street it is, but downtown somewhere. Okay. And seemed perfect. Long story short, asbestos everywhere in the basement. Oh my gosh. Um, really? I had already been painting. I'd already been ordering furniture, like measuring things for certain spaces in that in no that location. Way. And we had to we had to break the lease. And the landlord turned out to not be you know the, the greatest human. It just wasn't a great situation. Uh, right. Didn't return any of our our dollars really? to us okay. um, but we walked and it was it was a hard hit you know it was a no way so just starting out this is your first I mean dreams are coming true yeah you think you, you got the ball rolling and you just flatline and it was it was tough but I had to have that conversation with my dad like look dad I had the ball going like I can't just he wanted me to just you know go back to the house and take a few more years and I was just like I hit the ground running I, I wasn't gonna stop so I kept looking without him knowing, found another space in Reading, um, fell in love with it. It was already a pre-existing salon, which after doing this once and failing, you realize having a pre-existing hair salon is really makes it a lot easier for all the, you know, the boards and the things that Just you need the, the to... Just the little thing, the, the electric, I'm sure. Yes, everything, like that. everything that's running through the walls and all the stuff you don't know. Um, so with that, I brought him, showed him, long story short, he let me sign the lease there. You know, I needed dad's approval uh, just to be able to believe in myself actually at that time to have him say, you know, this is a good choice. So I did it and didn't know if I was going to make rent each month, but I did. I scrapped and I grew and it, it worked. Here I am. That's awesome. Ten yeah, years later, ten right? Years so here we are. Ten years ten later. Ten years that's, last month. That's wild. That's such a cool story, especially from the the beginning stages, right there. That's that's really interesting. I can't imagine, kind of what's going through your mind when that happens. I mean, there's a lot. There was a couple of tears shed because it was I'm just sure. such like a shattering experience of the high of this is working and I'm taking all these hours like sunset and I'm still painting and I'm turning on lights alone there like so I can see the walls and you know really just like taking it in I, I sat down a few nights and just started bawling my eyes out because I was exhausted and you know when you're just you kind of have that inkling that this isn't the right space but you just keep going because you because know it's your dream it's your baby it, right? this is gonna be this is gonna work and and it wasn't my space and it just came out in a different way and we lost a few things along the way, but in, in turn, it was it was the perfect storm. As I say, sometimes it becomes a blessing in disguise, yeah. right? So take me to Reading. You get to Feels like Reading. How long ago. ago was this? So I've been here in Peabody for six years. Reading okay. was a four year four year go. Okay. Um, the reason I even left Reading was because I I got sick, so I had cancer in mm -hmm. 2013, and with with that kind of coming in on my journey, I, I looked around Reading inside my salon and I was just like, you know what? I'm ready to look at something new. I want an all new picture. I want to wake up. It, it started to feel really suffocating. Okay. There wasn't a lot of natural light in Reading. I was kind of growing out of it. It felt like there was like some skeletons in the walls. Just like I had a really hard time 
um, employing people in the very beginning. Really? Being 24 years old, I had just turned 24 when I opened, it, it was really hard for people to take me seriously. And for me to even take myself seriously and manage these, these girls sure, my just age. the way you talk to people was so much different, right? Yeah. You're probably, everything ends with a question mark at the end. Exactly, like, to, do you do mind that. doing this for me, maybe? Mm -hmm. So so after all of that, for, for four years, I was like, I am just ready for new. Mm -hmm. So, and it's funny, I was married at the time, and my husband, being sick, my husband, it was yeah, yes to everything, even my parents. You could ask for whatever it was, and it was like, we'll make it work, because there were so we'll many unknowns. Um, so I wanted to look at spaces, and, and what uh, one husband would normally say, like, now is probably not the time, this is working really well for you. He's like, yeah, let's, let's do it. Everyone was like in this, yeah, sure, let's do it. <laughs> so I did, and I, I looked for two seconds on Craigslist, and I saw this, um, what we're, the room we're not in, where it all started. That was the only room I had at the time. Mm -hmm. kind of grew into this mansion. We didn't start out in the whole thing. Um, that space was just an old kitchen. It was really all the cabinets was were ripped really? out. Um, the stove is still there because it's like one of those big cast iron um, old olden day stoves. And I said, I want to go look at it. So mm -hmm. me and my husband looked at it, and I took one look in here, and I turned to him, and I'm like, I want this space for my salon. And so hold on here, hold on. You went to a place that was an old kitchen with a stove in there, and you said, I want this place. Yeah, what, I mean, what, what was it about it that you said? Oh gosh, this is it because people hearing that are going to say, "Yeah, huh?" Well, what? you have to come to 187 Lake Street in Peabody to really <laughs> absorb it. But this view, this this feeling inside these walls, there's a feeling to this. Um, there was nothing beautiful about that room, but there was just a feeling there. There's a cemetery right next to this, um, a beautiful park cemetery, not like a tombstone cemetery. And my grandparents are buried there. My mm -hmm. nephew's buried there. It was just a calling. I, I didn't come here to seek this out. It, it called me. Awesome. Yeah, and it was in, an instant knowing. So with that, though, so it, it, it's interesting when you go, you know, Reading and Peabody, for, if you look on a map, they're not like side by side. They're no. a little ways away. Was there a worry from you that, you know, clients are going to follow? Because, I mean, there, there's salons. I mean, I don't know if there's spas by any chance. Um, that are at every corner, but there's a lot of salons and a lot of places to get your, your hair done, especially in the North Shore area. Yeah, there was. Were you worried about folks you know, coming with you from Reading to Peabody, or what was kind of your thought process you know, there? No, I wasn't, and I think it's because of the space I was in in my life. I, when you receive any diagnosis with mm -hmm. the C word in it, you kind of lose fear for anything. There's no fear left in you. So. With that, there wasn't the room. There happen? wasn't room right. for any fear to even worry, and it was. It's honestly the way that you should take any decision in life, and it's the way I've taken anything since then. I don't worry about tomorrow. I don't worry about next week. I don't worry about my five-year plan. I just I grind and I enjoy the moment that I'm in, and that is kind of the formula for happiness and success and without success you're not ha without happiness you can't be successful see the thing that, that i love that you just said is that i grind and i love every moment of it you know we'll go back to kind of your story in a second but just how important is that as an entrepreneur someone that has their own business to 
kind of love the process, to love the grind, to love the, the day in, day out. I mean, there's things that I'm sure you don't like doing, right? Maybe but we... there's the, the grind. There's still a process no matter what. Yeah, I mean, if you, if you really truly ask me if I love what I do, the answer is ultimately yes, but it's not the hair. So whatever I have to do to just enjoy the moment that I'm in and enjoy working really hard to get to that, so this I could take ten years to tell you this story, but <laughs> I got time, <laughs> right? We're fine. I I believe in a process, and I believe I started out wanting to go to hair school. My father thought it was a horrible decision. You go to hair school, you get out, you start finding ways to feel really passionate about doing hair. You love what you do. With time, anything can kind of burn you out, and with time. You either, you either evolve into something new or you enjoy that and you just kind of do it for the, for the remainder. I am noticing that I am evolving out of the hair aspect of this business and, and bringing a little bit more into this field, a little bit more into Twisted Elegance and incorporating a lot of other elements to, to repassionize, to reignite, to kind of re set what Twisted Elegance is for the next, you know, like I spoke about the five-year plan that you don't worry about, but you just grind and you, and you figure it out and you enjoy every second of it. The way to enjoy that is, the way I enjoy that is to keep incorporating where I'm going in my, in my personal journey into my work world. So what is that? Explain it to me. What are some of the things you're incorporating outside of just the hair? Well, you're in the goddess room right now. This, okay. this is a room that during the day, the hustle and bustle of hair is just a processing room, mm -hmm. a place for someone to come sit in quiet and listen to the, the waterfall and the meditation music and the smells and all that and just enjoy some quiet. But during other times where we have goddess circles and we have full moon rituals and we do vision board workshops, whatever it is, incorporating a lot more uh, spirituality, a lot more soul work um, into our daily here, even even during the hair experience. But, but we bring these events in to try to incorporate a, a dose of spirituality into, into these women's worlds and they get to tap into their, their inner child, their spirit, the, these places that until now have gone untouched in some some of my clients some of the women that come in here that's pretty cool so I mean I love that the fact that you call it a, a spa for that reason because you're truly kind of you may not have started out that way but you're evolving into so much more than just the place to get your hair done yeah right? which is cool just talk to me about the importance of the experience because that was something that was the very first thing you said about you know having someone with the client at all points in time. You're not kind of churning and burning all day long, trying to go from one cut and color to the next, right? Yeah. You're really um, trying to be a part of their lives in a sense. In this room and being here, part of Goddess Night and yeah. full moon rituals. It's I think kind of a, all a part lot of, of us come into this world wanting to make a difference, right? And then you know. Life gets in the, not I want to say in the way, but you have to make a living. Mm -hmm. So you choose something that works for you. You choose something, or you land in something. Some, it's different for everyone's journey. I landed in hair. I wasn't a schoolgirl. I wasn't, I wasn't a book person. So I, my sister was a hairdresser. She enjoyed doing hair and then eventually decided not to do it anymore. I went in f to start doing hair and just took off with that and then started to realize, like, 
how much inside doing hair you can really make a difference in someone's world. And that's why when I decided to open my own salon, I didn't want it to say hair salon at the end of it. I wanted to say hair spa, to give it the opportunity to have that experience of a spa and to have that experience of slowing down and really getting in touch and having this quiet kind of serenity, this peaceful place that you can get away from your daily hustle and bustle and kids and whatever your commotion is outside these walls. These women really, really love coming here and just having that experience. And, you know, on Instagram, my name is not Twisted Elegance, it's The Beauty Therapist. And that's, that's really what this, this mansion is. It's a place to come and release. Very cool. I love it. I love it. So you mentioned Instagram. Let's talk a little bit about marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things, you know, for to kind of paint the picture a little bit more. So in Massachusetts, everybody knows Route One, right? Yes. <laughs> Route One is the most kind of ridiculous highway. I call it like the, you know, it's the Las Vegas Strip of the North Shore of in a sense, it is. right? But really. Lake Street, the Rogeron, is right off of Route 1 mm-hmm. in Peabody. And it's funny because I actually grew up down the road, so I kind of know the area well. But people will see it. They'll drive by. They see your sign. You mentioned Instagram. What are the other ways kind of you get your message out there? Is it any sort of marketing? Is it all word of mouth? How does it work for you? It is all the hair that people are wearing. It is all the experience that they have received. They go out and they can't help but talk about it, and their hair can't help but talk to people. Um, I am, I personally, I can't speak, I have renters that they incorporate their own sense of marketing and their own ways mm-hmm. of getting people in the door, but I, I truly just let their hair do the talking. I mean, I do, I incorporate my own um, marketing on Instagram. I set it up the way that I want myself to be showcased, yep. but it has always been a build up from, you know, someone left here and instantly a person at their next stop was like, where on earth did this happen? And then it just built it up. It just built up from there. That's awesome. That's really cool. Now, one of the things we talked about before we kind of got rolling here was people, in terms of not customers but folks that you're working with. And one of the things I have to take me through that. From you mentioned when you were 23 and you're hiring people, and that was kind of an interesting situation dynamic because you're just starting out. They have to take you serious. Talk to me about that now, with some of the kind of people you've come in contact with over the years. How's that? As far as employees? Yeah, as far as employees are concerned, because that's, it's always, it's an interesting thing to kind of tackle that you say, I, I, I'm doing this myself in the basement to, I need employees, and yeah. then the next thing you know, you're managing people in payroll, right? Exactly. Like I said, it was a serious learning experience. Mm-hmm. Um, like that business plan that I created for my father did not incorporate how to employ people, <laughs> how to manage employees whatsoever. So that was all trial and error and mm-hmm. so many errors. Um, but, you know, at this point in the game, it's just easy. It's like you you get to this point and it just happens for you. You end you you see your, you see and hear yourself saying things that you're like, "Oh wow, okay. I just stood up for myself there. I put my foot down. I have this backbone now and I have a team that respects that, that appreciates the the structure and mm-hmm. and the way I've laid it out now and I've 
It's it's been like I said, so much trial and error, and if if I could well, how do you get that? So, how do you get that backbone, and how do you separate? I say separate church and state. How do you separate being friends with everybody and trying to be really friendly and super nice too? Yeah, I want to be friends with you, but I also need to be your boss, right? This is still mine. How, how do you? Yeah. How did you get to that point, really? You know, I wish I had a, a really good answer for you that would help other people, but I think in my experience, I didn't really grow a backbone. I think what happened was I grew up. And I think that just naturally changed the tone of the way I speak and, and the, the respect that I demand. Uh, and being able to eloquently deliver that directly, but with compassion and with like a softness. So I never got rigid. I never decided to just be like, you know what, do what I say <laughs> or just go get out of here. I feel like that's you. Either, right, but right? I, I think through the years I thought that's what I needed to get and I was never gonna get there. I almost, <laughs> I even thought of hiring someone else to kind of to be the that. boss and then I could be the, the fun hairdresser, like, you know, the owner that's the fun one and then have the mean one come in when you she needs cop, to. Cop in a mm -hmm. sense, yeah. But I've, I realized that I don't need to do that. I just need to be direct, but still be me. And just where I needed to, I implemented that sense of putting my foot down. And where I didn't need to, I chose my battles. And it, it just, the formula worked out. And I ended up getting a team that, like I said, with finding it this place here, how it just kind of found me, they found me too. It just, awesome. the perfect, the perfect storm finally brewed for me instead of, Instead of the ten years of the build up to this, the the, the hardships and the fails and the the people that stab you in the back and just wanna So ten years. You you said off camera that it's you feel like you're at a place really the last two years where it's a little bit more in cruise, right? It's not as yeah. many hardships from that standpoint. What's next? And how do you evolve even more? Yeah, it's a, you're you're coming to me at a really interesting time to ask that question. Um, I feel like I've been asking it, you know, to to my own source, who I speak to, who I mm -hmm. pray to, and dream to. I I don't know exactly, but I know that I am in a at a point where I can take a step back from the chair, and really look at what what I love to do next because it doesn't matter what it is I'm gonna pick something that really speaks to me and find a way to incorporate that and I'm I, it almost feels like there's a game of Scrabble up above my head and the words won't kinda of come together but I think it's with you're good, seeing it but it's it's with good reason it's just mm -hmm. the timings going to be perfect and it's going to be really soon I have some ideas, I just, I'm waiting for that and I know it's going to come, that moment of just, ah, that's what it is and I can run and just awesome. go do that. Awesome. One of the things that I, you just said that's so interesting because it, I feel like a lot of folks that I talk to, they all, you, know, you just said, I can step back from the chair, I can step away from the chair. One of uh, a builder um, in town, he said, you know, I in order for me to grow and for me to be successful, I had to take the tool belt off. I had to focus on the business and not, you know, that wall that we had to build, that home that we had to build, right? So I think there's, you don't realize it when you start out, but it's almost like that's the moment when success really starts to hit you is that 
you're actually not necessarily doing exactly what you set up to do. Exactly. You're initially like, yeah, yeah, we're, we're going to go and I'm, I love hair. I want to do this. But now you're successful. You're stepping back from it. Doesn't that, it, does it seem strange in a sense to you or is it? It does. It's surreal. It's like you spend all this time building this, this business mm -hmm. and then you get to a point where you're like, wow, 10 years has passed. And not only that, I'm standing here and I'm able to decide on my own, in my own time, what I want to do on a daily basis and where I want to take this next. Mm -hmm. And to even have the, op the option to, to take a break and to, to reformulate your plan and to send it on a complete left turn if I want to. That's cool. You can pivot it. Take yeah, the boat. Yeah, I'm ready for a pivot. That's awesome. The, the last question I'll talk to you about is, um, you mentioned your personal life. Talk about work-life balance for you. Is it existent? Do you, because I think actually when we had initially talked last summer, I think, you said, oh, I'm running out to go, I think, teach Pilates or something yes. at the time. And I was like, wait a minute, you do that too? Yeah, I still do that. Where I do love, you find time for all this? I, I have to find time for that. Moving my body um, is extremely important. Mm -hmm. um, and it's really fulfilling to have other women moving their bodies with you and to getting healthy and to taking that time out, that selfish self-care. I should call it selfless, selfish self-care. <laughs> but there's a lot of like, this is what we speak about in Pilates when I'm teaching is like, you have to take this selfish time for yourself. And that's just an area of my life that will never go away. And, and in fact, it might be incorporated into my next move. Um, but yeah, work-life balance is, is, it's there. It's, awesome. um, it's very important to me to stay balanced. I don't work well if I'm imbalanced. And mm -hmm. I don't think anyone does, but I have a very, I'm very aware of my need for my alone time, my family time, uh, my work time, and my, you know, travel, personal life, all of that. It's, it's very well imbalanced, luckily. Awesome. And I'm very lucky to be able to have that. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. The, the last two questions for you to kind of wrap things up, put a bow on it. You, you mentioned cancer. Tell me the status right now. Give oh, me an update. all good. All awesome. good. I've been in remission for, um, what is it, four years now? Awesome. Yeah, all is good on that front. Great. Well, yeah. I can't, we can't have you say that and not talk about that. Yes, yes, so. I appreciate that. That's great. Well, I love to hear that. That's Thank the, you. Probably the best part of the whole story. That's yes. The last question. Where can people find out more if they, you know, want to talk to you? How do they reach you? You mentioned Instagram. Yeah. What was yeah, the best Instagram, way to get? Yeah, Instagram, thebeautytherapist, okay. um, and thebeautytherapist.com, twistedelegance.net. Both of those bring you to the same place. Uh, Facebook, Twisted Elegance Hair Spa. Can text me, call me, <laughs> FaceTime all of me. the above. You can show it all up works. here and enjoy the goddess room, even if you don't have a hair appointment. Awesome. Well, I was gonna say, be careful what you wish for, because you might, you know, come in one more, and I'm just hanging out here. Absolutely, anytime. So. People do it. Awesome. I love it, Alicia. Thank you so much for your thank time. Thank you, really Tyler. It. She is Alicia Doobie. I am Tyler Pyram from Five Tool Productions. This is the Create Smarter Podcast. You will, in fact, hear us next time. Take care. <laughs>